Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? What's going on? Uh, so today has been a productive yet tiring week. I went door to door knocking with Ashton P. Woods. He is running for city council mm-hmm. and here in Houston. And it was my first like door to door campaigning for somebody. I was about to say you work for Mary Kay now. Uh, you, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like <laughs> selling and, makeup. We only had one negative person. We had one oh. person come to the door and was like, oh, no, that's unholy. What <laughs> <laughs> we was talking about. Really? Like, LGBT stuff. <laughs> he is an LGBT um, oh. runner, uh, uh, a candidate oh, for okay. city council. He is cool. a gay man living with HIV, and he's just trying to change the nature of politics here in Houston and in he is one of the founders of Black Lives Matter here in Houston one of the people who run the org in this city and he just is a candidate that like really fights for what we believe in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that I really support him he's just really really just sharp and smart and he That's just knows song. his shit he just knows his shit so I want him to win so I'm working okay. for him Cool. I'm doing my thing with That's fun. It was so fun. It was so fun. Me and mm. um, Candace Weber, one of the organizers as well, once we left the park, we went to her house and really just had some Are y'all at the park? Con- That's where we met up at the park. Oh, and then we went and to it's the 100 houses. degrees. Well, y'all was just doing it in the morning? We started at 10, and the whole situation ended at 5. Oh. <laughs> yeah, started at 10. Oh, and yes. Like about... Um, one to two, mm. we end up going back to her house and then just talking about stuff. We have some great ideas I'm going to run by y'all. So oh, it's okay. actually a, a really she. We came up with a really, really good idea. Hmm. That's kind of kind of bomb, and I can't wait to connect cis women and trans women. Cool. Oh, that definitely yeah, needs to it happen. Was a, it was a 
in the city of Houston. So we got ideas. I'll run it by y'all later. Cool. But anyway. Since women have, it seems like, been our biggest allies. They so have far. been our biggest allies. And when you look at, like, a lot of our comments, um, a lot of our supporters are cis women. So I definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. You, that reminds me of when I was younger and I used to go door to door to sell candy, baby. I used to try to, listen, get them prizes. <laughs> Get get the get the prizes, get the cash money prizes that they were offering. That was middle school days. God, I God door to door. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like sometimes I felt like the Jehovah Witness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, this wow. lady this lady came to the door and was like, Oh no, just leave the literature in my mailbox. <laughs> I'm not opening no doors. <laughs> I know that's real. Right. I was like, like, Okay. I don't fuck with people like that. <laughs> Recently She is the one. Claudia Jordan had Malik on her show and they talked about some things because let me read the question so I because I didn't I didn't listen to it but I the question I've been commenting about the question that she asked on her Instagram so her Instagram says okay serious question no shade if she in quotation marks has breasts and a penis is that a trans woman or a man with breasts or do they not become trans until having full gender reassignment surgery. I'm, it's confusing, and there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Yes, it actually is. Um, and let's not penalize people for asking and having the same love you would. People should be allowed to agree and disagree. You are not allowed to disagree with my humanity and my identity. Mm-hmm. It's none of your business. Anyway, embrace or not... Embrace or not, as long as they keep it respectful and nonviolent, this is not the answer. I'm glad this interview is generating conversations. Before I can get to your humanity, I have to validate yeah. whether or not you're a man or a woman. Right. And in order for me to validate whether or not you're a man or a woman, you need to have titties. You need to have a pussy. You need to have a full sex change. Mm-hmm. You need to be fully a woman before I can accept that. But really, the lines are different for different people. Because some people still, even if you have everything done, I still think you're a man. You can go get it cut off. You can go da 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 da, and you're still a man to me. Mm-hmm. You can you can live your life for twenty years as a woman, but you're still a man to me. But I'm gonna ask it in a way so it can seem it, like, like it's I'm not being problematic. Edu- like I'm trying to be educated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <you're> like- <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. Well, well, everybody should be able to ask questions. It's confusing. Don't, and we don't understand. Me. And we don't understand. <laughs> this is. Fakeness. This is bullshit. That fake ass yeah. shit. Do we Ooh. under do we understand that 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 everybody is complicated? Isn't as edu- yes. Yes, it can be complicated. It can be yes. it can be um it's not a simple, you know, it's not a simple topic to tackle. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not what, complicated either. But parts of our journey is not that complicated. Yeah, like it's, it's not, really the, not because they ask stuff about the basic. Yes, what's complicated so, about it Google. is you undoing all that, all <laughs> those toxic um, infrastructures of which where you place men and women when we know that gender is on a spectrum, and if and like Diamond said, 
anybody anybody can preference what they what they decide a woman is or what they decide a man is somebody's preference could of a woman could just be a man with a wig on with a bra on and uh, some <laughs> and some makeup and they could say oh that's the woman because you don't purchase present yourself as a full man or what I consider what a man is. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else could be like, no, that's a whole nigga right there. I mean, it's on, yeah. it's really a spectrum. Yeah, And a it spe- based on, on that person's and so preference. so my existence, my particular existence is not based on all these views of what a woman should be. I'm, I'm trying to, that's such low level shit mm-hmm. that you're talking about that we pass. Mm-hmm. We already, the education about transness, the low level stuff. Mm-hmm. Or the, the, does genitalia make you a man or a woman? We passed that, sweetie. Yeah. Like we passed that. We've already, there's been dissertations. <laughs> there've been Harvard studies. There've been multiple studies about transness that covers the biology of transness. Yeah. So you can go do your research. There's plenty of research. But what's, what's happening is all this information out here. Yeah, so much. <laughs> you just ignoring it because your rule is if you're not born a woman, you're not a woman. Mm-hmm. If you're not born a man, mm-hmm. you're not a man. That's your rule. Mm-hmm. And so what you're trying to do is you asking these questions mm-hmm. that is narrowing, uh, narrowing our existence down to our genitalia. We can never get to solving to the solution of why black trans women are being murdered. <laughs> right. If we are still talking about trans 101 shit, yeah. like the body parts, like we, that we're past that, sweetie. We're past that conversation. If the conversation is repeating over and over and over about, didn't we go through this shit with Katie Couric back when um, Laverne Cox and... Um, what's her name? Carmen Carrero did the interview. We went through. We we talked about how. We talked about how this these questions that's you being stuck on our body parts is inappropriate. We went through that for years. We're we're done with that. Like we're past that. Get that get that out your life. Get that out your mind. Get out that out your soul. Get that that out of your questioning that you use on your platform. Be responsible. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic Trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. Transsex, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Trans Surprise. With its continuing mission to explore strange new holes, to seek out new orgasms and new ejaculations, to boldly go where no dick or vagina has gone before. Da-da-da! <laughs>
yes, you are going to get the whole score. I'm sorry, I'm a Trekkie. Anyway, transsex is not some new alien form of sex that you never heard of. So transgender people can be gay, straight, bi, pansexual, demisexual, queer, asexual, and any other label ascribed to cisgender people. We can have solo sex, sex with a lot of people, sometimes all at once, sex with cisgender people, sex with transgender people, gay sex, straight sex, you name it, all of that. And guess what? Some transgender people are uncomfortable with certain parts of their body, especially during sex. However, there are plenty of straight people and cisgender people who have body issues when it comes to sex. That's pretty normal. Normal to human beings. (laughs) Transgender people aren't some alien species that copulates through some means never seen before by human eyes if we have a penis we can stick our penises in multiple holes and orifices throughout the body and enjoy the pleasure that of those holes as you've seen being enjoyed previous times in your life also if we have a vagina we can explore placing things in it for our pleasure That is not limited to penises. It could be tongue. It could be dildos. It could be whatever. Strap-ons. It doesn't matter. You've seen this before. This is not new. Vaginas have been around for centuries putting things in them. Yeah. So where the whole thing breaks down is in how we talk about sex and sexual orientation when transgender people are involved. The English language and cultural understandings of sexuality simply cannot handle the nuances of transgender people and the act of sex and sexual attraction. So where we are now in regards to language, we have to expand it. We cannot try to understand people's lives of trans experience if we're still trying to use antiquated language and things like that. But we have to expand and explore quickly. It cannot because our lives depend on it. We're out here being killed and murdered and um, raped and violently burned and thrown into cars, tied up. And that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's kind of dire and we need you to hurry up with the language piece. So, yes, we have to expand our language quickly, fast. We're in a hurry. Um, And understand that the old way of thinking about stuff is not appropriate right now. Gayness is not the only thing you need to understand now. You have to understand gender identity, not just sexual orientation. (laughs) So, yes. So we have to expand ourselves. It's time to level up, level up quickly. It don't take this long to understand words and understand concepts. You have seen tits before. You have seen a dick before. You might not have seen them together, but you've seen them. They're not new and people enjoy them together. Sometimes in an obsessive, creepy way that dehumanizes us. But yeah, they do like it. 
sometimes in a healthy way that we rarely see and experience because, you know, culture. So, in conclusion, trans sex is human sex. We're just figuring it out. We're just figuring out how to get pleasure. We're figuring out how to enjoy our bodies to its full potential and doing it in multiple ways, just like cisgender humans. Nothing new, just extremely pleasurable exploration. (laughs) And this was Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please, do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. One of the reasons why I think that she's having this these conversations is is because a trans woman. Mm-hmm. This man is claiming to be straight, quote unquote. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you are straight and you're dating somebody with a penis, since mm-hmm. straight, gay, bi, bi, all that kind of stuff is rooted in sex, those labels are rooted in sexuality. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Straight, gay. So when you're engaging with somebody in a sexual nature, that revolves around usually genitalia. Right. Yes. So. Whether or not you have a penis or a vagina, that could bring in the confusion of, and I'm playing devil's advocate, even though the devil don't need no advocate, but. Okay, I'm going to say something after you. Go ahead. Could you mind? Okay, it was this girl, because Mia Mia was on The Shade Room, her live with Kevin Gates, and this girl Uh commented a lot of people was attracted to her before they knew she was trans so does that make y'all so she was like so that makes some of y'all trans attracted too mm-hmm. and i was like yeah but no it doesn't <laughs> but why not i told her it doesn't <laughs> why she was like it does but because because i feel like it's a preference so if like being trans attracted isn't something that you just slip like you trip into I don't. I think that there's been a lot of debate with no, this with that term I, though. Not in the community. Well, I'm, yes. go, I'm going to okay, talk, go talk about that. Okay, but finish your statement because I don't understand how you don't. But you think you just trip into it that you don't just trip into it. But because 
okay, yes, you can see a, a trans woman say, gosh, she's beautiful. I'm attracted to her. But mm-hmm. then when she tells you that you're trans, that she's trans, you have the option to be like, oh, this is for me or this isn't for me. And somebody that is trans attracted be like, hell yeah. But somebody who's not trans attracted is going to be like, oh, girl. See, I have a problem with that because he was attracted before he was able to make that choice. Right. But wait, wait, The attraction wait. already happened. Right. But no, I'm saying, but... The trans attractiveness comes after I tell you that I'm trans because upon seeing me, you but didn't know no. that I was a trans woman. So to be trans attractive, you but have you to be were. whether you knew it or not, a cis they, woman, I should say, whether they knew it or not, you were a trans woman that they were attracted to, whether mm-hmm. they knew it before or after mm-hmm. you still was a trans woman. So that makes they all the you. men that, that every man that is attracted to you is attracted to is attracted women. to a trans woman if they see a woman and they like the woman that you are and what they attracted to if they attracted to that then they attracted it, to wait 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 <laughs> so if you go out here out of this door right now <laughs> and a man sees you he doesn't know whether you're a trans or cis but he looks at you and say damn you fine the attraction has already happened uh-huh and you're already a trans woman. Whether he knows it or not, those two things are a fact right there in that moment. But your attraction to someone can change. Okay. But in that moment, the attraction is still there. Mm-hmm. You're attracted to Mia, her look. Right? And is right. Mia a trans woman? But, but what I'm saying, but I understand that. Okay. Upon yes, your attraction no, can listen, change. Right, like, that's what I'm say saying, if somebody like, got stinky feet and right, you be but, like, oh, okay, I don't fuck Somebody with that. that is, what I'm saying is somebody that is trans attracted is attracted specifically to trans women. Not like. Not like, always. No. No. What? Mm-mm. How no. are they not? A lot of I'm attracted to cis men, these cis men, women these too. These are men that say, "Oh, okay, I acknowledge that I'm attracted if to women." Exclusively to trans, trans attracted. Yes, they're only attracted to trans women. But what about the cis men who like cis women and trans women? Yeah, they're me. still trans attracted, yeah. but they like cis women too. Yeah, not exclusively trans. Well, not exclusively, but I'm just saying, like when you said to yourself specifically that I like trans women, uh-huh. then you are saying that okay, I'm attracted to trans women. But if you, if you didn't say that after, like before you seen me, then it's, that's different. But they, the attraction is still there. That's what of I mean. Of course, the attraction is there. You're attracted it's still, to me. Before but, anything happens, before I know or not know, if I see you walking down the street and I'm attracted to you, I was just attracted to a trans woman, whether I know or not. I agree with that. That's why a lot of people have an issue with the term trans attracted. It's been a lot of debate about that Because term. it that. focuses on the Genitalia. attraction. The attraction. Mm -hmm. It focuses on just that. I think of it as a preference. I guess guess that's my... So language um, evolves. So one of the things, the the beautiful thing about being who I am and being in circles that are pushing the culture forward, I get to see the birth of things, the birth of change. Mm -hmm. Like we all do in the trans community. Yes, but not everybody has it like I, I do. Why? Because I'm in these circles. Yeah. More. Uh, some people are just living their lives. They're a trans person just living their life, doing their thing. Some stealth. Yeah, some stealth. Yeah. Some just not worried about politics. No, some of them are not even worried about changing the culture. They're just trying to live their life. Mm-hmm. But me, because I'm specifically in activism and specifically yes. in 
um, the realm of the world that is really like, what are we doing to change stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm privy to conversations happening in the birth of things. So yes. I'm one of the people who were who were around when the trans, quote unquote, trans attracted men were creating Facebook groups and oh, MySpace yeah. groups and da, da 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 all these things where that word started to be commonplace. Where it came up. Where it came up. So yeah. I was able to see that. I'm also able to see when words are changing and evolving. So now we're talking about trans attracted. So trans attracted is a word that describes the men who we are talking about, right? Yes. yes. But it's actually started to be problematic in those communities because this is trans attracted men naming themselves. Them yes, stepping they up themselves. to the plate, being honest about things. Really, there's men out here doing the work around their situation too. So I feel like they need to have the power to name themselves and so they name they they're the ones who came up with the trans attractive thing so it started being in articles it started being in Mm -hmm. the circles of them when they were talking i remember but then but but then that that term started to be a little bit of problematic because it was focused on just the attraction and so they came with uh, they came up with transamorous. Yeah, I heard of that so one. So transamorous is the new politically correct language mm-hmm. because they don't want to be focused on just the attraction. They were okay mm-hmm. with it at first, but then it started to be uncomfortable. And then they said, we need something that encompasses more of the romantic side because that's what is what is more about. So transamorous, that's the word right now that the trans attracted men mm-hmm. are ne- using as their label. And so I asked about it, and that's Gosh, what they said. I didn't said. realize how many there were. So many that I just DL. Yeah, I oh, seen yeah. that on Facebook. So I seen many. I seen they were changing it to transamorous, but I was like, girl, this, oh lord. But that's a language you gotta understand that just like with us, everything evolves. Everything yes, evolves. I'm like transsexual. It. Transsexual is a term that's getting kind of antiquated. Really? Yeah, because I don't hear women. Well, tra- other trans women say that they're transsexual unless they're post-op. Uh, uh, their old head post op. Oh yeah. Yeah, they are used mm. that because they use that as like a distinction between them the and the post op and the pre op. That's they're still transgender. Da, 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 da. So it's not that it's a bad word, but we're coming out of it. We're evolving through the discourse. We are talking about things and what's making what's appropriate. Mm. And one of the beauties of being privy to this group of men who are doing work around like a Troy and uh and other people. The mm. thing about them um, being privy to their conversations is that you see them evolving. You see them um, coming up with words to label themselves, which I think is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up with adding some flavor to the conversation that you might not know about. And so right now, we're a little bit more advanced in our conversation. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so Malik coming out talking about this stuff with cis folks, they still kind of some steps behind us. Mm-hmm. You feel oh, what I'm some saying? Big old steps. Yeah, some big old steps. <laughs> and these and the, the situations like this really point that out. Mm-hmm. And they're, they've never had a conversation with a man at this level talking about being trans attracted. So you, of course you're going to meet this dude who probably hasn't been through the circles we have, who doesn't have the education that he needs to have, but he's just kind of put his, put himself in the limelight. And then you have um, her, the cis woman, mm-hmm. 
who probably barely ex- uh, barely accepts you as a trans woman if you're a trans woman with a penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming with her one-on-one education about it and having these conversations. And deciding to interview yeah. them. Yeah. So you could just... I didn't listen to the interview, but I could just imagine the type of questions. Yeah, just based works. on that one. Yeah. So one of the things that kind of tarnished his putting himself in the spotlight is um, Mariah Lopez's allegations against him mm-hmm. about her being a 13-year-old sex worker. Oh, that's spread like wildflower. Yeah. Wild, and wildfire, him, my bad. And, yeah. <laughs> and him um, and him picking her up and being a client of her when she was a minor. Okay? So... When this came out, I got a lot of inboxes. Really? <laughs> yes, I got a lot of inboxes. I got a lot of inboxes looking with side eyes like, girl. Uh-oh. <laughs> so Uh-oh. there was there was a community uh, there was a community thing like, oh girl. One so the one part of the community was like, oh shit, she's spilling some tea. Blah 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 blah. That more the, so I saw that more so with trans guys or people that were kind of new into like people that don't really have that inner circle like you do to where mm-hmm. people will inbox and give information. Uh-huh. I saw that more so around people that were kind of new into transition or new in the community or new to being mm-hmm. a part of the circle. Mm-hmm. So I saw that more. Okay, go ahead. And then you see the ones that are like, "Girl, <laughs> yeah, do you believe her, girl?" Because we know oh, it was a, it was some girls that pussies were on fire. They were like, "Girl, how would you motherfucking do this right when we got things going good for us?" And they were. I, I had a problem with that. I had a problem. I had my thing about that that narrative. The 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 why would you do this when we got somebody finally? I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like if he's doing shady negative stuff in his past, honey, anytime is the right time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But with her history of stunts, <laughs> oh, so she has a that's the that's the but that's the tea. That's I think some of the girls could yeah. kind of clock it like girl. But I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that you know she's fabricating things i don't know her personally i don't follow her but i think you know some girls may feel like you know i i think it might be a little witchy like why would you tell this right when this happened when you could have been told it girl a long time ago um and yeah, I, I but i don't want to not i, I don't want to victim blame at all i don't want to say oh it didn't happen because you didn't say but, it then that almost makes it sound like oh oh like i'm like you know when you don't want to be that person yeah I don't want to be that person at all yeah. you know at the same time though I know a lot of y'all keep the men that y'all deal with a secret of course there's some that pull that comes out that's so rare to me but a lot of y'all have like this unspoken like confidentiality but thing. they still kill us and a lot of people are saying they've been new Malik was attracted to y'all and then when they came out, people was like, oh, we already do. And I was like, what? So, like, I could see her well, holding you have it. a you. So, this is my thing. This is my history. Not with Malik, because we don't have no history. But my history with celebrity men. The grapevine. Who? Oh, oh. the grapevine. Like, just the, the rumor meal mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... 
he is one of those people. Oh, that was old school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're already through the grapevine. But hey, now the grapevine means the YouTube the thing now. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it dinged in my head. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> um, I'm out. <laughs> so he has been a part of the rumor mill but he's not the only one a part of the rumor mill do you see what i'm saying yeah. there are celebrities who you know for for decades like uh, eddie murphy mm-hmm. you know it's a bunch of them that are in circles of people that we know um and mm-hmm. you hear about it you hear about stuff and then because you know bitches be lying too (laughs) but sometimes it's like if i I could tell you about a celebrity that i had but i ain't got no proof i didn't record it so but if he were to come out and be like i'm trans attracted everybody be like oh we've been new it was that type of thing but they really ain't know but they don't know for sure but you've heard it. okay because you know (laughs) if he cruises the the whole straw that you know about or he's okay. a client that you meet on Eros every time you go to LA. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's something your girl's like, oh yeah, I know him. Da 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 da. He's seen me. And you we we conversate about people oh. just like you conversate about clients that are negative. Like, ooh, don't go in that car with him. Oh. He'll try to beat you up and rob you. No. You know, it it we have converse we have a community conversation yes. about people. <laughs> and it's also I've uh, never heard any conversations about any celebrities that have been sick me. I've been late. I want to point out because it is. It's a small community, so that's why it's so important that the girls are getting killed off back to back. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. And so there's, what you mean you ain't heard about nobody sleeping? <laughs> really? I haven't heard. I haven't heard no girls be like, "Oh, I seen such and such, and it was sickening." It's always they either late, super fetishy, or they stingy about their coins. Oh, you talk about the uh, the stories about yes, them. it'll never be oh, okay. something that's signy like how they do the cis women, like they fly them out and all these. Well, they extra... can't do us like but, that and be open about right. it. Right, that's why I don't never. I I I'm pretty sure it's happened. I just maybe I haven't heard it. I just haven't heard. But any Mia, you had up. celebrities that were attracted to you, but of course, after they found out, some of them weird. But like, I don't see that. I don't, I don't, I could see somebody quote unquote sickening doing that. I don't know what what I was about to say. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just saying like. What I was about to say is that this is, this is something that's common mm-hmm. and it is a common thing for us all to have. There's a, there's a, in, 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 in work, in sex work, mm-hmm. there's a confidentiality rule. That you just don't talk. The one of the rules is you don't talk about it because this could be a potential coin coin that continues to happen mm-hmm. with you. If oh, he enjoys yeah. who you are, he'll come back and see you. Yeah. So talking about it can ruin that coin. That's number yeah. one. Uh-huh. So if I see Odell Beckham, you feel what I'm saying? If I see him, and I know this is Odell Beckham in my hotel room that has come and paid me for my service, which I'm sure you would love. Yes, <laughs> but but say that happened, okay. and I see I see this person. First of all, I know Odell Beckham got some coins, and I might this might be a lick I'm hitting, and I don't want to ruin <laughs> it by talking about it. So that's yeah. one thing. Yeah. Um, or then like you just said, there could be some negative stories about people that run through the <laughs> rumor mill. And one thing about Malik Yoba that for me, the rumors that I heard about him. 
where none of them were negative. It doesn't, and I'm not saying that to discredit her at all. It's just that the, the stories that I've heard about him, none of them was negative. All the ones that I've heard from girls that said they saw him is was he was super cool and super nice. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one thing. But that has nothing to so do. So he is a client. He was a That's what I heard. Like I said, this uh, is oh, these okay. are this is a rumor mill. We don't know. That's the it. issue. You don't know if it's true. You don't know if it's not true. You don't know. But my thing is that I always believe when it's smoke, it's fire somewhere. So if your name <laughs> keep popping up in deep, different circles, <laughs> if I go to D.C. and I gotta, I hear a story about you and go to L.A. and hear a story about you and go, totally different girls, it's not connected. I'm going to start believing eh, something's going on with this person. And he's one of those people who his name would pop up in different circles. And I'm like, oh, he must be trade or something. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's just what it was. So, but that does not mean mm-hmm. that he doesn't have a past that could be negative. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh God, that sounds so bad. I'm talking Dominic, about. Can you take that out? Sure. I'm I'm talking about you. Have you ever been on a host, Tromia? I did it one time, and I ended up in a situation on in behind a building with somebody who had an upside down dick. I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> but a whole stroll is different from being an online hoe. Yeah, I did it. It's, it's, it's very a different. Late, 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 it's and you way, gotta have patience. Gotta have patience. It's too little money. It's too much danger. I don't got the patience. It's just uh, street hoeing. I did it is one a time. Different game. So in on the online hoeing where they come to your hotel, Clancy escort, <laughs> all of that stuff, you get a little bit more conversation from clients D- depending on what, what kind of escort yeah. or you are craigless girl where you're a back it's, page it's girl where you're i've been all of them where you <laughs> you a dumb girl not making no money if you're not all of those girls you need to be advertising wherever you can advertise so i've been all of them and internet hoeing is totally different from street hoeing i niggas is not at, on, on the street and I've done, that's why I'm telling you, I done about all of them. Baby, I only On the did, street, they in- not asking you your age. They're not, you come up to a car, hey, what's up, baby? Da, 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 da. They're not saying, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> They're just not doing that. And so my thing is, th- but this doesn't mean that it could not have been him. Do you feel what I'm saying? This could be his history. We, all niggas, if you listen to a dude who's trans attracted that got up in age, which is usually when they come out and talk about it when they get old. That's what that's what Tess Madison was saying. Bitch, say it when 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 you're still young and stuff. Don't say it when you're you're, you're nothing on the floor. So that, so no shame. But but by the if you talk to all of them, they all have a negative history. Like if you talk, they used to be what we would consider tranny chasers. Mm. They used to be the worst of the worst. They used to be the trash of the trash that's usually how they start off yeah it's usually how they start off because they usually find especially ones that are in like above 40 (laughs) they usually don't found you know they found us through a sexual avenue they always be like how do i find people like you i mean that i mean if (laughs) y'all think about it let me play devil's advocate but you know like not miss it the devil don't need no advocates but you know Mm -hmm. we gonna play it for a second um Okay, but that's how I feel like um, people develop their attractions to whatever they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. It's through fetishes and all that, and then it develops. I feel like it develops that way, but 
like I think the reason why trans. I disagree. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. If that's what you feel, go for it. No, but okay, like Mm-mm. not through fetishes, but like okay. So I feel like the word trans attracted mm-hmm. changed because there was controversy about. Um, chasers being trans attracted so it's mm-hmm. like how can you determine a, a chaser from somebody that's trans attracted mm-hmm. so I think that was the confusion for me so what's the difference between a trans transamorous guy and a trendy chaser to you give us the breakdown y'all don't ask me give us I the d- breakdown the, okay how the about both of y'all okay so the difference to me a a tranny chaser. Oh, that's such a horrible word. A tranny chaser is someone who like will have sex with anything that is under the trans umbrella. It could be <laughs> it could be a cross dresser. It could be um which I'm not saying y'all girls don't need love either, but it could just be anything and they're just they're just <laughs> they're just these vile <laughs> disease carrying oh. Oh, very clients <laughs> I just I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the disgusting things that I could think of because they just they just they they repulse me so much <laughs> well mine isn't that graphic <laughs> I would agree but I would call them disease carrier because I'm, be, I'm just joking I'm, I'm being extra. anything um I guess my definition is men people who are training chasers are men who seek out the novelty of my transness consistently mm-hmm. they can cons- they seek out just that whatever that she male tranny porn image of a trans woman is they seek out that and seek and seek transness out for whatever fetish gratification they have with that type of image mm-hmm. and they they like you it is consistent like mm-hmm. i'm not trying to date a trans woman she is like a human blow up doll my kind of human bullet doll that I want to use and fetishize. And it doesn't matter what you look like. It, you I could be attracted to you if you're a beautiful trans woman, or I could be attracted to you if you the brickiest, hardest, da, 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 da. As long as you got a wig and a dick or tits and a dick, ooh, I, that is what I like. And I'm, I have no intention of building a relationship with you or seeing you as a human. I just, I see you as a living blow-up doll and I fetishize you and I do it consistently. It's not just one time trying something out. Is I'm consistently out here looking for whatever trans woman I can have. What do we usually no call those, those guys that are like that to cis women? We call them womanizers, players, dogs, hotels. <laughs> um, any, the, 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 that is the version. Like a dude who, like if you meet a dude who has no emotional or social connection to women other than sexual, he doesn't, he's not trying to build a relationship with them. All he does is have sex with them. And they hop from from person to person. It don't matter. Longs you got mm. a vagina, and that's what he's attracted to. 
boom, I'm going to have, like, they have no intention of being with a woman. Most of the time, because we are on the fringes of the society, they, they have, the morals are out the window, okay? So, this is not saying none of this is okay, but morals are out the window because they're coming over into the immoral space, quote unquote, already by dealing with a trans woman, by dealing with a trans folks, by in, dealing with a street walker, but dealing with a hoe, mm-hmm. dealing with uh, dealing with this this side of the road, the mm-hmm. dark side of the road. They're already throwing morals out of the window, mm-hmm. so. A lot of times when you engage with this dude, these dudes, if they're already problematic, especially earlier in their times, there are going to be a lot of dudes when they come out years later, quote unquote, that's going to have some problematic past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like when we think about um, my friend, he ain't never dealt with no minors. But he doesn't dealt with hoes. He doesn't dealt with um, you know, he doesn't ghost bitches. You get what I'm saying? He doesn't play with girls' hearts. And that's that's the common denominator that I see. Like they gotta go through this trial and error, this trial and error where they are going through like the they like go through this where they go through the fetish stage, then they go through another stage. You get what I'm saying? Like it's multi a stage of it's a fetish to a stage where, ooh, I really found one that I really like. But I don't really I'm scared, so I'm gonna get fall in love with the situation, but then ghost her for three months. Fall in love with the situation and maybe stay around for a little bit, but then go do something else. Or they do like my ex did. I keep my girl over here and then another girl over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of shit. They'll go through that process. And then once all of this doesn't work, how how long these stages last mm-hmm. is, it just depends on the person. Yeah. <laughs> some some people stay in the fetish stage forever. Mm-hmm. Some people go to that next, I'm a ghost. I don't, I don't want to be with you, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'll play house mm-hmm. <laughs> when I come over. Um, and then some go through the stage where, you know, I think I want to date trans women exclusively, or I think I want to date trans women more openly. Mm-hmm. You know, they go through different stages in that. Now, I think that it's okay when victims come and say, hey, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. This is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I think we live in a both and end world. He can be great. Mm-hmm. And coming out as trans attracted, but if you got some victims in your past, it's okay for them to come out and tell their shit too. Mm-hmm. It's okay for them to come out and say, "Oh, he's trash." Yeah, when I was thirteen, da 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 da. So if that happened to her, great, come out and tell it. I don't want, and I don't want you to wait. I don't give a fuck about him recently coming out as trans attracted, and that might be fucking up some shit. I don't give a fuck if you trash, and this is what happened to her. She's gonna come out and tell it. Mm-hmm. Boom, and we gonna talk about it. So let's go. Yeah, it's so nice that you coming out and you saying you trans attracted. Good job. Clap, 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 clap. But guess what? She came out and said that this is what happened to you. Good job. I'm glad she had the courage to come out and tell you. Now, do I think this particular person <laughs> is riding a wave? Yes, I think mm. she intentionally is riding this wave. Do I think it happened or it didn't happen? It could be. Could be not. I don't know. 
But it could be. I don't put it past no niggas. We know niggas is trash out here. Mm-hmm. Whether you trans attractive or not, you still a man. And so you can have the potential to do trash shit. And she could be telling the truth. She could be not telling the truth. But child, they both could be true. You you <laughs> you, you, you did some whack ass shit when you were younger. And here you are, mature. You didn't get held accountable before it back then. But now you're mature and saying, "Oh, I want to um, say I'm trans attracted because I'm I got I, I got in my feelings about this boy killing himself, quote unquote, <laughs> the Willoughby, because mm-hmm. that's why he, why he came out and talked about it. Mm-hmm. The dude uh, Maurice Willoughby. Mm-hmm. I got ah, in my feelings. Who was Maurice Willoughby? He's the one that got killed. Oh. He, uh, <laughs> that well, we don't know if it was an overdose or a suicide or got killed. It's still up in the air. Anyway." He saw that and got in his feels. Oh, they're bullying him about being trans attracted. I'm trans attracted too. It's time for me to come out. And so he did that. <laughs> and that's cool. That's cool. I would. I don't use the word brave. I don't know. Brave. It does take a little bit of bravery. Um, but, you know, that could be true too. And we need men who are trans attracted to come and trans amorous to come and speak about their experiences. I think it's something that needs to be talked about. But I also feel like victims should have the room to come out and say, hey, that's nice and all, but this is what you did to me. (laughs) Over the past two weeks, there were two murders. Uh, Two black trans women were murdered. One was, her name was Bailey, and the the other girl name was B. the B was from Florida. She was found um, tied and tortured in her car and burnt to death. Um, the other girl was shot after um, after like a, a cookout or a party. Um, and she was later brought to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. And um, the reason why the conversation about dismantling toxic uh, masculinity within the black community for me is so important because I feel like it is breaking down those those toxic barriers that that make people who don't fit into these boxes unhuman and you can't see the humanity in them and I think that's the reason why black trans women are getting killed so frequently without any care or remorse it's like oh girl you don't got nothing that protects you we don't see you as human you're it and you know we're just gonna get rid of you because you're not a valued part of the community if i'm not mistaken bailey reeves was her name she made the 17th Mm -hmm. the 17th yeah bailey was 17. Mm No, she made the num the number seventeenth of the trans women that were killed. That no, were I'm and I'm saying she oh, was seventeen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she was seventeen years old, and the other girl was twenty, twenty-one. Yeah. So recipe to them, but we got some good news. Yeah, there is um, a restoration house. Um, they, it's called the House of Rebirth. It's in Dallas, Texas, and their mission is to provide life-giving resources to under under underserved, excuse me, Black trans-identified women through re- restor. Excuse me, wait. 
Their mission is to provide life-giving resources to underserved black trans-identified women through transformative housing programs and build power within interesting LBGTQIA plus communities of color in order to spark sustainable change and solidarity. So um, they're 100% trans-led. Um, they're culturally sensitive and trauma-informed care. So some of the things that they um, provide care with is therapy and health, um, health, health counseling, which is very, very important. Um, career development, we need our coins. Medical resources, we need to be healthy so we can get our coins. Legal name changes, we need to be able to be in the workplace so that we are able to... Stay in those work environments without being discriminated against openly. Um, Holistic self-exploration coaching, nutrition, and health living. So, you know, those are are some really good, good, good fundamental fundamental ways to, to help our girls out. Accountability and mutual aid opportunities, those are bomb too. Then they also have other things for um, the community like therapy and healing groups, um, learn a, a skill classes. So they're teaching the girls skills so you'll be able to make coins out there, community education study groups, movie nights so the girls can bring unity and community and yoga and holistic health. Yoga is bomb. By the way, it'll it'll help you get your groove back. And then safe sex supplies and texting because we want our girls to be safe. Or just we want everybody to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. We want everybody having protective sex and, you know, Interesting. those things so are those nature. I think this is a great idea because one of the things that really got me having a stable home and having a stable place to stay is really, really 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 important if you wanted to avoid trans women out here on the host show out here hustling and struggling giving them a place to stay and assisting in their stability is really really important because i can't tell you how the burden that's off of you when you don't have to worry about if you got a place to stay or not so that's really, really important for the, this is really, really important work. They do have a site. We're going to put the link in the bottom and um, so that y'all can go check up on them and support if you can. Um, yes. So the House of Rebirth. So the Breakfast Club um, had Malik Yoba. Mm-hmm. Nala Simone, Carmen Carrera, and David Johns on the show today for, um, you know, for a little bit discussing um, Malik Yoba and his um, transamorousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. The updated so, word. Yes. Yeah, so um, I wanted to kind of talk about that and discuss it and see what you all thought about it. Like, okay. what is some of the things that you thought were good about the the, um, the mm-hmm. video? Because I kind of I unsubscribed from them. I haven't been watching them for a minute mm-hmm. um, because, you know, sometimes after that Janet Mock <laughs> situation and little Duval situation, I was like, yeah. y'all just y'all y'all pretending to have intention behind right. what y'all doing. But y'all really Messy. y'all just missing it. Y'all Messy. missing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, but because I re- actually because I respect Nala so much. I, she is real cool as fuck. We really we've been knowing each other, but we really got a chance to connect in New York for World Pride. And she's brilliant. And so I wanted to, I knew her coming on, she wasn't going to be on no bullshit. She was going to really be, uh, mm-hmm. we our, our politics match. And I was like, okay, so let's see what she's going to give. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts initially? Man. <laughs> positive, <laughs> positive, positive, positive. Okay, first. positive. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so I love how they were shouting out people. Um, I loved how Nala mentioned something Monica Roberts said. Um, I also love how she was like, black people, I mean, black trans people are doing stuff for the black community. We got two black people in office um, working to protect our community with bills and stuff. And um, Malik came and he knew a lot of shit he knew terminology he was trying trying his best yeah trying his best uh-huh. um he mentioned trans men mm-hmm. he was one of the on- actually the only person that was mentioning trans men um even though we weren't relevant but that was no, a you're little always relevant that was a mm. in a trans conversation mm. So that's where we may differ. <laughs> what? So in, a, in a general trans conversation, absolutely. Yes, right. But I in, in when I see a cis woman get mm-hmm. the same kind of ridicule and vitriol mm-hmm. for dating a trans man that a cis man does for us. Mm-hmm. When I see the video of the woman getting teased, like um, Morris, uh, Maurice um, Willoughby, mm-hmm. when I see, when I see that, then I could I understand that there's some kind of equality in our situation. And I, I agree oh, with no, that. It I, don't, I don't think agree. that they're in this context, in the context yeah, yeah. of somebody coming out. I don't think that is there some yes. But no, I don't no, think no, it's no. equal. It's the equal level. No. Well, I, what, the no, reason no, why. No, I, well, wait. The, the reason why I said it's important in it to bring trans men up. Period is because rarely are they even brought up in general, and just the fact that they can be visible on big platforms like that is important, no matter what we're talking about. And that's why when I was on live with Kevin Gates, even though. I um, wanted to talk about um, dismantling toxic masculinity. I made sure that I mentioned that I was dating a black trans man because the representation needs to be there because people, when people think about trans people, they only think about trans women. They don't think about trans men, but the, but there, the fact is trans men go through just as much discrimination that we do. We just, but I just dis- mm-hmm. I fundamentally disagree with. Well, that. Let not, me say I don't something. think that is e- I don't think it's e- equal. But I'm saying that they go through trials, and I feel like they are erased. And anyway, and if there's any way that we can bring them up in the top of the conversation, if we're on a big platform, just to just so that they can be visible, I think that is it's really good. I think okay, it so was that part. I agree. That last part, right? That just because this is a big platform, we want to mention them. Cool. I'll run with that. 
Why I say I love is because he was talking in the context, not of the context of, I get what you're saying. It was like the topic is trans women, yes, but he was talking about his journey and learning about his experience with transness in general. So he was like, yeah, I was learning stuff from this these people. I was learning stuff from these people. And it was trans men he were mentioning that were helping him unpack yes, what so he needed th- to learn. So that's what I admired. But when it's is y'all space to speak, it's like, okay, this is his space for them to talk. But yeah, I get what you're saying. But that was the aspect I liked about it. I was like, okay, you see me. Yeah, I do. I do agree that particular. I, I, I'll back up in regards to that. I do agree mm-hmm. that just because it's such a major part of them, we will make sure we mention them in regards to that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I'll give y'all that. <laughs> I'll give y'all that. But in the in the context of the um, the meat and potatoes of the conversation, not the general, but mm-hmm. the specific to our experience right. with trans attracted men. Oh yeah. Which is why they were there. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and trans right, women. Right, right, right. I don't think we, I don't think it's equal. I don't think mm-hmm. a cis woman come out, coming out as trans attracted is going to get the same reaction oh, no, no, as a cis man coming out. Mm-hmm. Just how patriarchy is set up. Right. The impact is different. The impact is different. I just think it's mm-hmm. different. Um, I do I think they might get some kind of pushback? Yes, absolutely. I think mm. so. But I don't think it's going to be in the same way. I don't think it's met with the same type of violence. I don't mm. think it's met with the same type of like vitriol. I don't think it's met with that. Mm. I don't. I just don't. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not. Yeah, fact of the matter is not. So what else? What about you, Mia? What did you think that was a positive about what you saw? Um, well, I had the young lady, um, the Nala black trans woman Nala 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 I, Simone I, Nala Simone um and the black trans man um I'm sorry excuse me oh my god I just caught a um the gay guy the gay cis guy um a black trans man but the gay cis guy what's his name David John David John um they did excellent jobs with breaking down um um just breaking down those social constructs that people tend to overlook when um, you're thinking about um, being trans attracted and you're thinking about um, just this, just the different things that affect transness and and those different layers. They were, it was really, it was really um, great to see them um, to bring those topics up. It was great to see them bring those topics Another thing that I liked was the fact that um, Malik was very open to um, um, changing his language um, on the platform. And and in that being an example for other men, I felt like was very, very good. Learning um, in the moment. Learning, yes. Yeah. Like being being willing. Um, but just just being. Just just being willing to to do that um openly like i i i seen him correct his language like that that was bomb to see um also um what else did i think that was really um positive um the fact that they were letting them know that we're stuck on the one-on-one and they were trying to to get them to focus on other things besides when did you know that you were trans and um what um uh when what is someone considered when they're fully transitioned um 
as far as fully transition, um, I think that that definition is open. Like who's to say who is fully transitioned, who is not fully transitioned. And I guess cis people um, decide that you fully transition when you've had your reassignment surgery when we know that's not true because some some people decide that they don't want to um another positive thing that I thought was cool about everything was the fact that um they were acknowledging some of their toxic masculinity ways um um by over talking the women in the room and um accountability just looks good in every form to me when did that um, happen a lot. A lot. No, I'm saying, when did they uh, take accountability for that? Because I oh, saw it happen, but I never Char- saw Charlamagne. anybody oh, a lot. taking they kept, accountability. They kept mentioning it. You didn't yeah. see them kept mentioning Mm-mm. it? Yeah, they kept mentioning oh. it. Um, Charlemagne kept saying, like, you, you see that we displaying toxic masculine and we're over-talking the women in the room, and the oh. women kind of made the, a comment, like, yeah, we got something to say, too. Um, um, Multiple times. Oh, yes. damn. I really didn't see that. Um, <laughs> that was good to hear. It, it was good to, to see them focus on... Um, it was good to see them focus on other topics more than just um, general one-on-one uh, topics. Um, I wish that, that, that the Breakfast Club would had... Did a little bit more research... Because during the three interviews that I've seen with trans people, the one with Sydney Starr, the one with Jenny Mock, and the one with um, the the just the most recent one, everything seemed like it was one on one. So you said they were doing stuff past past the one on one. I don't think it was that way at all. No, I I said that the um. The, like the trans women and uh, the cis guy Malik, they were all trying to. Oh, um, okay, okay. To talk about subjects that were past the one-on-one questions, yeah, but it the, seemed like every yeah, time I didn't they, get, I would the, with Z, I didn't get that at yeah, all. Yeah, because the gay guy was like, I, it seemed like they were entertaining it, but the gay guy, I, what I did like about what he did was oh. he was like, yeah. let's not talk about genitalia right now, like. That's irrelevant right now. After a whole half hour of talking about genitalia. <laughs> I like that one part, but that's true. It's, it's just, so, the positives for me. <laughs> okay, go so, ahead. The positives for me is that they were having a conversation. Nah, like, the bar is so low. Um, right. That they're having the conversation. Right. Um, that Nala was there. Um, um, that the conversation—that's <laughs> about it. So let's get, let's get <laughs> to <too>. the negative. <laughs> so for me, um, the number—I was it the number one negative? I don't know if it's number one, but the glaring negative of this interview <laughs> is why the fuck is a gay man here in the first place? True, that's exactly. He what had I some beautiful things to say, cute, but. There's a black trans woman that could have took up that space and said the same exact things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this is not about you. Yeah. You should not be here talking about this. I don't I know why y'all decided to bring a gay man on an interview about trans amorous men and, and trans women in this conversation. For what? I didn't mm-hmm. understand it why he was he and and it's I think it's irresponsible for somebody as intelligent as him 
who knows the marginalization, who knows the stakes, to not step down and say, let's get another black trans woman in this space. Right. I think it's inappropriate. I thought that that was wrong. That was wrong optics. It was. It just was wrong. It I don't. I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> stupid I, yeah, as fuck. I, I didn't like that. So that's one. Number two. Um, <laughs> when I when it first came on, <laughs> I said, "Why is Carmen Carrera here?" Ah! Okay. Why? Not because. <laughs> not because she's a trans woman. So you know uh, if. It, it's like, ah, okay, you're a trans woman. So, cool. But she has a history of disavowing sex workers. She has a history of respectability politics. So, you can't get on this platform and talk about how you want to how you want to be loved and allowed to come into into a space um as your full self. But then when it comes to other people's showing up as their full self, you're judging them and put and 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 giving them um and giving them shit about their past. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, she she wore T. S. Madison out when T. S. Madison was on the rise. I remember that that yes. debate about um her in her photo shoot where she was exposing herself and then T. S. Madison getting upset with her saying, "Look, I forgot the comment that she made about her." Um, her Vine video that went viral about her exposing herself and they kind of had like this debate. I remember something. I don't remember the details, but I remember the the, the yeah, riffraff that as they fuck. had going it on. It was shady as fuck. So you can't... I thought that was... It's hypocritical for her to be on this motherfucking platform talking about um, how, you know, she want to show up as her full self, but then judging people and being a gatekeeper to who should be able to get some shine and who should not be able to get some shine based on their past or something that you deem inappropriate. I think that's wrong. But when they started to talk and Malik started to explain how she's the one that has brought him to this, um, that has, she's the one that has done the labor to get him to be able to have this freedom to come out and convince him to, um, step up as he called yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say, what do you think about that? I thought that I thought I, I mm-hmm. like that. I, okay. I, don't, I don't dislike that. It okay. makes sense to me because he said the the I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he said that the first trans woman he saw was Carmen uh excuse me, Carmen Extravaganza. I think her name is Carmen Extravaganza. Um so like him being open with um a No, a you're talking about um um Octavia Saint Laurent. Yeah, he I, well, I thought it was Carmen her. was the first. He did mention woman. a Carmen person. Carmen Extravaganza. I thought that, that was okay. Well, maybe I got maybe it wrong. I, we, I could get um, it wrong too. I wasn't paying attention to him that much. He did mention Octavia though. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. He said he went her. to school with her. Yeah. So, so my thing is, you coming? You I, I, when he explained why it was appropriate for her to be there, then I was like, okay, that makes sense. She's the one who led him to creating this platform, creating this conversation. So cool. Then I was like, okay, I see why she's here. Cool. But when I first saw her, I was like, what? Why did they pick her? What? It's so many people that can, you get what I'm saying? So I was mm-hmm. like, boom. I And the other glaring negative, this would be my number one, <laughs> is that it did not go past 101. They mm-hmm. were fucking talking about language. All these trans women that had that has come mm-hmm. to your platform mm-hmm. and explained to you the basic shit, mm-hmm. like the basic shit that they were talking Man, about. Janet did a whole Janet is, interview. You, you got, now. you got, um, <laughs> Sydney star. 
And then you have the brilliant, amazing, articulate Jenny Mock. You have a range of people that have come to you, to come to your platform and explain the basics. Why are we still explaining the basics, specifically when Envy was asking about what do we call you in regards to language? Motherfucker, why are we still here? Do we call you a trans woman? How how many times do we have to answer this question to you? Right? How many times do I have to ask you, do, do you have to ask me what to call me? Right. I shouldn't have to it's, keep it's just like it's like talking to those people in your life, like those family members, letting them know over and over again, call me by the name that I'm telling you to be, and this is the reason why. And then they fucking do it again. And, you and then they ask so you, you the you same can... question over and over. So it sounds like you're talking to a fucking wall because the basically what they're doing while you're talking to them is just listening. They're not actually no no, they're hearing you they're not listening to you there's a difference they're just not practicing it so it's like you come into your your family's house for christmas and then oh you come into your family's house for thanksgiving and then you have this same conversation then you come into your family's house for (laughs) christmas and have the same exact conversation (laughs) then i come to my family's house um on um, Easter and have the same conversation. And you know they all leave and all talk about you all together. So and you, the, well, no, what they do is they say, you know what? You're right. We're going to start calling you such and such and such. And then when you leave, they have a kiki session about it. And then when the next trans person come up, they do the exact same thing. It's well, no you know practice. What? What it's you no wanna? action. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they get so, back into the same. And that's what, um, you, her name is Nia, right? Nyla. Nyla. I keep calling her. Nyla. Nyla. That's what she said. You know, it, it sounds good for you guys to to give us an apology. That's and, and, and that's what's good in accountability. But also what's good in accountability is making an apology and taking the actions yeah. towards that apology and correcting yeah. yourself. Because that's the difference between apologizing about calling or calling somebody the wrong thing or doing something, but actually changing your language and actually changing the, the, the physical things that you do in order to encourage the positive behaviors and what also is annoying is how they present it like oh it's nothing wrong with um having the conversation and asking questions don't jump down our throat for asking questions and and then they ask that same question that they asked three interviews ago Mm -hmm. Uh, each interview before this one was Mm -hmm. asked the same exact question so you can't come and try to slick reprimand us for jumping down your throat for being basic Mm -hmm. you can't be you can't do that and then think we believe you when you say you're trying to learn if we're giving you the same answers to your same basic questions that you ask. So you're not even trying to learn. If I teach you how to do, <laughs> mm-hmm. if we get to the point where we're doing math and I teach you how to do one plus one, mm-hmm. and then when I have to teach you how to do timetables, you keep taking me back to one point one, one plus one. Mm-hmm. I already taught you that. Well, I'm trying to learn. There's no stupid questions. There's no, I'm just, we should be able to have the conversation, but I already had this conversation mm-hmm. and you already know this. This mm-hmm. is something, you know, I don't want you to call me 
You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've already already had the conversation, and mm. you should already know this basic stuff. I shouldn't have to keep teaching you this same basic shit over and over and over and over. And then you think I, then you try to be slick and talk shit about me coming down your throat for it. It's yes. It starts off more so like the basics. Then it goes into them proving their humanity, like yeah. us, them just trying to prove that our lives are valuable. And it just, it's sad because it's hard. It was hard to watch for me. I ain't gonna lie. It was hard hard. because it was triggering as fuck. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I watched all of it. It would, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, I, (laughs) trying to show somebody your humanity that's already a minority and that has already faced multiple levels of discrimination and how they don't get it. No matter what you say, no matter how many ways you present facts, it's a choice of ignorance. It's like you choose. Charlemagne was like, I don't care. What about if I don't care? Yeah. And, and they were letting you, letting him know that basically by you saying you don't care, is is letting other people have this mind frame of oh okay I don't care and you not caring is not helping us because you can't you you're saying you don't care about my my place in this world. You're maneuvering like a fucking white man, mm-hmm. right? And that is the analogy we, if, that they get. If we're protesting and telling you that we are disproportionately being shot by police, we're disproportionately being incarcerated, and a white motherfucker said. Oh, I, I just, I don't care. What happens if I don't care? <laughs> what? what happens if I don't care? What? What anybody like, does with from, their life. From a major platform. Right. Like if it's just some regular Joe Smo, but some major platform talking about I don't care. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. Like you, you, you're you saying you don't care about our life. And it's not, it's not that I'm expecting everybody to be like, oh my God, trans people. But when we right. talk about... Uh, um, dismantling structural shit that affects our lives, that stops us from getting healthcare, that stops us from getting um, um, anti-job discrimination laws um, on the books. Mm -hmm. When we talk about these things, not caring is not good enough. You have to, when you vote, when you do things that put policies in place, you should care. Mm -hmm. You should care. Especially if you already... You've already got the basics down from people like, well, I don't know if Sydney gave any basics, but if you already got the the basics, if you already gave, if you already got the basics from somebody, you invite more people like that. Ignorance is And then you'd be like, it's a choice. I don't care. Like, does it matter if I don't care? Because just think about it. Then why are you having us up here then? Right. I think that's just a neutral response for, to saying that, you know, I, I, what you're doing in your life, it does not affect me. I don't care what, what you got going on. Um, so I don't have any part to playing of mm-hmm. you moving forward. That's or basically what backwards. Kevin Gay said to you. Yeah. That basically sums yeah, it up. No shade. Yeah. Like, what happens if I don't give a fuck? I don't care what you do with your life. You do this. But the conversations need to be had, though. Yeah. Okay. What did y'all think about Charlemagne bringing up the deception aspect of you know the same narrative y'all 
always are approached with that y'all deceive people. The end, which is why y'all get murdered. The the facts are that the people that have been been proven from murdering um tra- black trans women, the the most of them have known that these people that they are murdering are trans and most of them have been in long relationships or and some of them may have been just intimate encounters, but mm-hmm. they, they do know these people intimately before they do kill them. And right. maybe they may not know them intimately, but they do know that they are of trans experience. And that, right. and this has been proven um, with evidence on in investigations by police when these murders have when happened. When they get their phones, I, when they get right. the text mm-hmm. messages, when they get the history mm-hmm. of how these people know each other mm-hmm. it is about they already know they're trans mm-hmm. right it's either about to rob them it's about some type of hate crime it's about some small thing that turned into violence it's a it's about it's not about deception at all and mm-hmm. so like you said that is that's the norm so the narrative so making the narrative that we're out here deceiving is old that's that is right now 101 mm-hmm. that's 101 too so we're past that. So if you're still having that narrative and you're still talking about that narrative like that is what's out here happening, you're bullshit. You're lying. You're not trying to, you're not looking at the facts of the cases. If you look at every case of a trans woman being murdered, go look at the case and look what the what the cops say happened in the situation. They reveal to us that it's people in our community that is murdering us. The same way that correlates with why cis women are being murdered. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? They're being, mur- they're being murdered by the people who are in community with them, who are in intimate partnership with them. It's not about, it's because we have a culture that says you can devalue trans women. Mm-hmm. And you know something? It won't be any consequences. You know something? People, I hear a lot, well, I see a lot. People are saying... They always make it about the black community. They always bringing up the black community. That's the only people I care about. <laughs> right. But so that's that's what I told. That's why I told Kevin Gates, like um, when I introduced the topic about um, talking about uh, dismantling toxic masculinity within the black community. He was like, but what about at large? Like, what about the whole? Is that what we should be talking about? Toxic masculinity affecting the whole community. Absolutely. And I was like, um, no, that's not something that I'm interested in right now because that is not the community that I'm a part of. I want to specifically talk about toxic masculinity within the black community. And the, and the reason, I didn't tell him the reason why, I didn't get to tell him the reason why, but the reason why that is my particular interest because the the there are facts that black trans women may not live up live until the age of 35 and the it's statistically proven that the that the majority of black uh, of trans individuals that are being killed are black trans women, specifically darker black trans women. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I have too much time. I have to, I, I have, I have not, I don't have too much time. I don't have enough time to focus on the larger when my particular community is being slaughtered. Right. Like, do I care about patriarchy and toxic masculinity as a whole? Yes, I do care about that. But I have I have my hands full over here. <laughs> I have my hands full in my community trying to build it up and trying to get visibility and trying to get survival mechanisms and, tr- and trying to do these things and push the culture forward. So the culture that is um, that is fueling this violence can change and flip around. 
are are white trans women um being affected by toxic masculinity absolutely yes but my hands are full let them do some work i just i i think i've for me as far as um as far as deciding which which part of the community needs help first I the the way that I make that choice within myself um, specifically is I want to work within my community first and then try to work outside of the community because I am a black woman the and I am in my black community and that's what I do surround myself with around the majority of the time that is the community that I'm affected mostly by. Yeah, and and it's not, and because we can't we can't tell Charlemagne that he can't care, mm-hmm. and then we say that we don't care. It's not about me not caring. My actions are going to battle against toxic masculinity in general, mm-hmm. or patriarchy in general, or racism in general. But I have my hands full in the work with my community because we are so marginalized. So I don't have time to focus on white trans women. I don't have time to focus on white women. I don't have time to focus on um, um, immigration in the same way that I need to focus on my community. Am I going to vote for um, for their interests because I believe in their that movement? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to, when I vote, when I... Um, when when I when I talk about that particular topic, I know where I stand on those issues. Mm-hmm. I know where I what I need to say to push it forward to give them their humanity. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? But my work revolves around my community. Mm-hmm. So that do you get what I'm saying? Like I, mm-hmm. I hope that I made that clear. It's mm-hmm. like I don't care. I'm still going the actions that they need me to do to help them su- to support them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it because I care about what the, what they're trying to. I care about their humanity. Exactly. But my work and my energy is mostly gonna be spent around my particular community because that's where I live. That's where the people who I love live. That's where the people who I care about live. So I that's have to make sure that's right. Me. Yeah, that's and- what affects me. And the women that are getting Directly. killed are getting killed by black men. Yes. So. And it's not just and I think that we should make this clear that it's not it's not only just a a black trans woman issue. It's a black cis woman issue as well. Violence because from violence men. from black men are killing black cis women as well. And that's statistically proven mm-hmm. just as much. Yeah. And so toxic masculinity is not only affecting black trans women it's affecting black cis men it's affecting black cis women it's it's affecting black cis gay men it's affecting black cis lesbian women and and black cis non-binary black cis gender non-conforming everything underneath the black umbrella is being affected by toxic masculinity and Mm -hmm. um it's something that we should focus on dismantling but you can't right but it, it, it doesn't but it's just not one part of the community that needs to try to dismantle it. The entire community has to dis- dismantle it. And that takes that that comes with taking accountability with action and also creating those spaces like um, a lot of the people on the uh, interview were saying, creating these spaces where people can talk about their their difference and and be accepted and not um 
shunned upon because they are different and having these conversations about why we feel this way about certain types of groups it, it will do a lot of self-reflecting reflecting because it will make people acknowledge why they started feeling the exact same, this, this certain, this certain animosity towards a group of people that hasn't directly affected them in, in general. Um, because I think that if a lot of people delve into themselves and really ask them themselves this question, why do I feel this certain type of way? Like, uh, like Yoba was saying that, um, the question that, um, one of the guys that he said he was working with or um, one of his friends was um, um, had some of the people that he was working with read articles and uh, deflect, um, have some deflection. Um, if people would see the reason why they feel the certain type of way, they can help dismantle their prejudice. Yeah. You want to know something else I thought about, though? When they were when he mentioned Marsha P. Johnson, I was thinking, damn. They didn't even solve her murder. No, yet. they didn't. No, they did not. Damn. And but that but if you if you think about it, uh, a lot of black trans murders or black queer murders have been unresolved. Yeah. Yeah. So, um or not uh, even queer murders, black murders in general yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this interview was so surface level. I feel like I didn't learn anything listening to it. I did, not that I was expecting to learn something, but I, I, do, I don't see. I don't see. You still want to somebody learned? You still want to feel like, as a trans person knowing all this shit already? I be coming to you know because we don't really get a chance to be shown. I expect to leave like with some sense of empowerment and you know, but I didn't feel that <laughs> at all. I just I felt like they just they just covered the same topics all over again. And it's no shade to them. Wrote, like they showed the I just no feel like the cis them, men but... in the room and the cis women were participating in the conversation and doing the same thing that they usually do is just Hearing what people have to say instead of listening. The only way that I see any proof is by the actions that people make. And and my thing is, if you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to overtalk you. If you were a trans attracted man, because this is the this is the avenue that this came upon. Right. What did you leave this situation learning? <laughs> Not what a did, fucking did, thing. Did you, what did, I mean, did you did you terms, feel? Did you feel maybe. empowered? <laughs> did you feel like? Did it alleviate your fear? Did it alleviate? No, because mm -hmm. these ignorant motherfuckers still is on genitalias, still mm -hmm. is on language, still is on whether you're a woman or whether you're not a woman. They're still on this basic ass shit. Prove and so humanity. you're proving to them in their mind, these motherfuckers ain't never going to get it. Yeah. So so them, if your point is to share his story and make it and make it. um empowering to these men to step up and say, hey, I'm attracted to trans women so we can normalize this 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 love and this coupling. If if that was the point, I don't think this really did that. Not at all. I think that I think that they're gonna continue to do what he said they're doing, slide in his DMs and say, right. thank you, bro. I really seen myself and mm -hmm. still be clumpy. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I really appreciate you take, <laughs> taking this L for us. Right. <laughs> like, they've been I really, doing, like, you've like, been yeah. doing it. And, not, you not know, like oh, been, my God. Well, like, they've been, they've been DMing him, mm -hmm. him saying, you know, we appreciate your your 
courageousness. Yeah. So I, I I don't think did we create space for these men to um feel empowered i just don't think i got that i didn't but how do you create that space that's my question how do you create a space um for trans attractive men or or men um that present hetero um, heteronormative and cis but don't want to lose that privilege that comes with being a cis head presenting Man, I quite How frankly do don't do give a fuck because they the ones that's killing y'all. Don't give a fuck about their feelings. However, well, I feel like that's the only way that you would. That's they have the only to do way it for themselves, right? And right, and I just feel like that that's the only don't way that they fuck. would be able to have that conversation um, about about anything is feeling safe in an environment that they can have the conversation. If you feel like you can't have that conversation, you're not safe in an environment to have it, then people are going to be afraid to speak of it. Because if you think about all the things that happen to cis men that, that are traumatic when they do become out or when someone or not out, I should say, but um, do let people know how they feel. Uh, there are so many things that happen like with uh, Malik, his, his um, fraternity, the, they disowned him. Um, they, um, you, with some other people that come out, you, you, you have your loved ones that decide that they want to disown you. They have, there's so many different types of ways that, um, people being ignorant and, um, and your life can impact you in a trauma filled way. And a lot of those things can affect your livelihood. Cause, yeah. With a lot of people did in the this past, video, did this interview help that though? Well, Malik said himself. I don't think so. I, I, Malik said himself. I take all that. I've been taking all this shit, and you know, I expected all this. But what y'all go through is far greater, and that's real. Like, quite frankly, I don't give a fuck about cis men feeling safe. I don't care. But. <laughs> But to answer your question, you talk to people who actually are doing the labor to understand who they're talking to, like and like come with some new shit that you're going to talk about, like go deeper and then go deeper and then go deeper, like talk to some real allies, like or else you're talking to a brick wall. Yeah, it's, it, I just I don't I don't see I don't see where this gave them room to now i love the idea of him and carmen going around and having these kind of workshoppy things oh yeah i think, yeah, I think that's dope. good i think those intimate settings can really he talked um, about housing and, yeah, yeah I, that's dope. I, yeah. I i feel that and he alluded to him trying to he's a storyteller and he's trying to get some stories out there so cool mm-hmm. I, all of that is great i get it mm-hmm. but um the interview this, sucked. The interview was like, <laughs> i don't who feel you like were it, interviewed by suck i just didn't feel but, like it created a space for men to feel empowered mm. i felt like the display mm-hmm. was 101 i feel like the display was that these motherfuckers are just not gonna get it they're gonna be stuck in this and it, i don't feel like it it was any type of breakthrough happening mm-hmm. um, it was tiring like emotionally exhausting for me it's always emotionally not emotionally exhausting. but mentally <laughs> i feel like i was just rolling my eyes the whole time i was like what it, did it, did you have one of those moments where like it seems like you've answered one on one questions all day long from like an audience of people? Mm-hmm. That's what it. It was tiring like, like, for have, them. 
like saw, you saw it yeah it was tiring for that was a point where carmen just said fuck it <laughs> she kind of just was like girl okay man especially when they were kind of over talking the gay yeah. man was over talking and interrupting right a lot um malik Gosh. was over talking and interrupting every all the dudes where they multiple times were so saying and, and it was Charlemagne to his credit he the one he kept on saying let the women talk let the women talk Y'all keep interrupting the women. <laughs> da, da, yeah. da, da. So it's like, yo, which is why there there shouldn't have been a gay man in this situation. <laughs> yeah. I get, it's just, uh, I just, I just was disappointed. So do what you have to do. Understand we live in a both and and world. Mm-hmm. And you know, these niggas were trash before they come <laughs> out as trans attracted. <laughs> and sometimes that trash just come back and get to stanking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what happens in the world. And um, yeah. you know, we and and these niggas coming out, niggas need to talk about it. Need they need to talk and stop being in the closet. They need to talk about their attraction to us to normalize it. So there's gonna be some more people that may come out and talk about it. It might I have problematic language. And they might have problematic language. Mm-hmm. And we have to um, it's just a learning process. This is how you get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Get out mm-hmm. of asking questions about trans folks' bodies. Yes. Get out of that shit. It's not appropriate. It's not okay. If we're stuck in, we cannot get stuck in those one-on-one level conversations, arguing back and forth about mm-hmm. who gay and who not gay, and are you a woman? Are you a man? Those things are so low-level vibration questions that if we get stuck there, we can't get to the point of. solutions to real problems that trans folks are coming into Mm -hmm. and that's systematic oppression that is all the things that we have talked about on previous shows that stopped us from surviving and thriving and being happy we can't get to the solutions if you're focused on that dumb little low level bullshit so thank y'all for listening thank y'all thank y'all so much all right bye bye Bye-bye. Y'all have a wonderful night. (laughs) Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be